Normally this would be the part of the service where I would offer up a prayer, but um, this morning our worship team has prayed for us and you have prayed over each other. To be known by God is to be loved by God. And if that is all you um, hold as you move through this worship space and even after you leave this worship space, if you were not to hear one thing that falls from my lips in the midst of this um, sermon or even scripture reading, if you can hold on to the fact that God knows you is also to be loved by God. I would consider that a word enough to sustain us for the rest of this week, maybe for the rest of this month, maybe for the rest of this year. To be known by God is to be loved by God. Which means that even as we were praying, as we were singing, Maya Angelou says that when we sing, we have prayed twice. That if you have brought someone on your heart this day, I'm thinking about my mother this morning, I'm thinking about my Palestinian siblings this morning, that if you have brought someone on your heart this day, they are known by God and they're also loved by God. We who have prayed twice this day in our singing, have reminded ourselves that the God that we serve knows us, remembers us, cannot forget us. To be known by God, friends, is to be loved by God. To be loved by the divine. Just hold on to that. <laughs> So I want to share with you, you know, we have, uh, we're in a, a sermon series about um, transitions and what does it look like to have particular patterns and practices that might help us when, um, when things are shifting. And over the next four weeks, we're moving out of that sermon series and we're going to talk about um, the power of rehearsing or remembering God's goodness among us. And so when you come into this space for the next four weeks, uh, you might know that we're going to recall, especially at the offering moment, something that God has done in and through our community. Now, you might be wondering, why would we, um, at the offering moment, do our uh, means of rehearsing or recalling how God has shown up for us? It's because even though sometimes offering can seem so insignificant or even so passive, it is the part of the worship service where we collectively um, get to take some credit for the ways in which God has moved in and through our community. Whether you are a person who is able to give what you might consider to be very little, or if you are a person who you feel like you're able to give out of a great sense of abundance. At the offering moment, we are all brokering a certain level of power. We all get to say that there is a, a way that we um, are better together and we have done good work with each other. That this building, that what we're doing in community healing together that the worship that we um, are able to leverage on any given Sunday, it comes out of us trusting in God's overflow when we place our gifts in God's hands. We're not giving to an institution or an organization. We give to the one who knows us and who also loves us. So it is important for us to recall and to remember what happens in the course of our lives together because it is but by God's grace. I mean, I would love for us to say it's out of our human capacity that we're able to do the things that we are able to do. No, it is but by God's grace. So because we are going to be remembering and rehearsing God's goodness over the course of the next four weeks, 
I wanted to begin um, this sermon series as we lean into um, God's generosity in us and through us by talking about the power of rehearsing and why we are a people who remember. So we're going to anchor ourselves in Psalm 42. Hear now these words. As a deer longs for flowing streams, so my soul longs for you, O God. My soul thirsts for God, for the living God. When shall I come and behold the face of God? My tears have been my food day and night, while people say to me continually, where is your God? These things I remember as I pour out my soul, how I went with the throng and led them in procession to the house of God with glad shouts and songs of thanksgiving, a multitude-keeping festival. Why are you cast down, O my soul, and why are you disquieted within me? Hope in God, for I shall again praise God, my help and my God. My soul is cast down within me, therefore I remember you from the land of Jordan and of Hermon, from Mount Mazar. Deep calls to deep at the thunder of your cataracts. All your waves and your billows have gone over me. By day the Lord commands his steadfast love, and at night his song is with me, a prayer to the God of my life. I say to God, my rock, why have you forgotten me? Why must I walk about mournfully because the enemy oppresses me? As with a deadly wound in my body, my adversaries taunt me while they say to me continually, where is your God? Why are you cast down, O oh my soul? And why are you disquieted within me? Hope in God, for I shall again praise God, my help and my God. This is the word of God for us, the people of God. Thanks be to God. You know, I wonder if when you come into this place, you get tired of the fact that we are always remembering something here at the Southeast Raleigh table. If there's one thing people can say about us, we are remembering people, okay? Last week, for instance, you gathered in this place and we had candles on this communion altar because we remembered our loved ones, our friends, our community leaders who have died upon whose shoulders we now rest. We remembered how the microphone was doing a very interesting thing and how God is still good and at work. Whenever we come and we stand behind the communion table, we remember how Christ died and crucified and also risen, invites us to know that the broken places of our lives can also be redeemed. Whenever we stand by the baptismal font, we remember God's salvation history through water, how it is that God brought Noah through the water, how God brought um, the Hebrew people through the water, how God also nurtures us through the waters of baptism. It's not just specific to us that we are a remembering people. It is deeply rooted in the biblical tradition that we are called over and over and over and over again to remember. Or in some portions of the biblical tradition, God might even say to God's people, do not forget. Remember or do not forget. So is there ever going to be a threshold where we say, you know what, we've done enough remembering here in this place. 
Is there going to ever be a high and holy season where we're like, we did that last year, we're not about to do that this year, we're going to come up with something new. And here's the response, never. <laughs> never will we be a people who do not remember, because remembering is the fuel for our hope. <laughs> Without the practice of remembering, we would collapse into despair. Without the practice of remembering, we would believe that the world as it is is the world as it is and not the world as it should be. If we were not a people who remembered and rehearsed God's goodness, whenever we found ourselves in present circumstances that seemed to threaten every part of our life, we would not believe. We would not believe that the God who created heaven and earth is a God who can also lead us out of our desperate and hopeless places. Amnesia will call us to do the very thing that God calls us not to do, and that is to forget. So that when we find ourselves in a desperate moment or a hungry moment or in a dry moment, all of a sudden we wonder, where is our God? So we are called to remember, we are called do not forget. I like to think of Psalm 42 as the Southeast Raleigh Tables remembering Psalm. This particular Psalm is um, ascribed to the sons of Korah or the Korahites. And these psalmists talk about how they are thirsting for God, they are wanting for God, they are seeking after God, just like a deer might also pant and seek after water. That this is um, the desperate kind of uh, wilderness of the spiritual life moment that um, the, the sons of Korah or the Korahites are feeling. And the psalmist is in a very hard or difficult place. We don't know all of the um, particularities, but it says that their tears have been their food. Ooh, do you know that kind of season when your tears are your food and that they're continuously being taunted? And the taunting is so bad that even though this psalmist is seeking after God, like a deer pants after water, there are others who are looking at the psalmist's particular situation and wondering, so where is your God? Your situation looks so difficult that I'm beginning to wonder, this divine one to whom you worship, where is this God? The psalmist is walking about mournfully. The psalmist is wondering if everyone is an enemy. But the great disarming word of this remembering psalm, this remembering psalm of the Southeast Raleigh table is that the psalmist ends with the word of hope. The psalmist ends with the word of hope. Where is your God? My soul is disquieted. I walk about mournfully, but I will hope in my God. Here's the interesting thing, is that in the midst of this particular psalm, as the psalmist is both telling us about their desperate situation, but also to inviting us to hope in God, there is no moment where God swoops in. So the psalmist does not say, and then God came like a rushing wind, or God came with a booming voice, or God came like a dove alighting upon me. There is no moment where it's like all of a sudden God intersects within the story. 
But in verses 4 through 6, the psalmist does rely on something in order for the psalmist to actually end while walking around mournfully, also being able to cling to hope, and that is remembrance. In verse 4, in verse 4, it says, while people are asking, where is your God? Then the psalmist says, these things I remember as I pour out my soul. How I was walking and parading in a wonderful procession when we were giving thanksgiving and honor and glory to God. When people were looking at me and wondering, I think your God has forgotten you. Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to recall a moment when I was praising a God who had delivered me, who had freed me, that I could have my tambourine and my drums and my piano and my harp, and I had a song of praise. This is what I'm going to do while you say to me, where is your God? These things I'm going to remember. That time back then when I was leading the great parade, like Beyonce. <laughs> and then in verse 6, my soul is cast down within me. Therefore, I will remember you. <laughs> And recount all the things that God did for the psalmist from the land of Jordan to Hermon from Mount Mazar. My soul is downcast, but I will remember what you did for me, God. When I was traveling through wilderness, when I was traveling through mountains that cannot stop me. Eugene Peterson in the message version in verses 4 through 6 uses this particular term whenever the psalmist says remember. Eugene Peterson uses this word rehearsing God's goodness. When they come and they ask me where is your God, I will rehearse God's goodness. When my soul is disquieted within me, I'm going to rehearse God's goodness. This is not a toxic form of positivity. This is not a, oh, God's just going to take care of it or just pray about it. No, 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 no. It's not a means to distract us from our present realities, but it is a means by which we counter our present reality with what we know God has done for us in the past. The word remember in the Hebrew is zakar, and it is a forward-moving practice. It means to recall or to remember or to rehearse. It's not just like a mental musing. It is to say that the power of God that was present in my past is a power of God that I can transport into my present. When I remember, when I put things back together, when I recall, I am stirring up. I am reminding myself that God did this thing over here and God can do this thing right now. To remember is to bring power into the present situation. So when God's people, and I'm not talking about, oh, the people that are in the Bible. When God's people find themselves in difficult circumstances, God will say, remember, remember. Remember, when your children ask you why the news is so difficult, remember that the Lord your God is a God who can journey with you through desperate and difficult situations. God's people, whenever we find ourselves hungry or we're wondering why people are food insecure, remember that the Lord your God came down with bread from heaven and that not one person lacked for the things that they need. Remember, when we find ourselves in desperate and dry places, that this God who loves us meets us with water from a rock or a well that will not run dry. Remember, 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 rehearse God's goodness. 
So when we are remembering people here at the Southeast Raleigh table, it's not just so that we can like, you know, mark milestone moments and then put something on the gram. Because we believe that what God did for us last month is, a, is, is possible this month. And the thing that God did for us two months ago can be possible for us this month. And what God did for us six months ago can be possible for us this month. And what God did for us a year ago, possible this month. What God did for us three years ago, possible right now. Sometimes we have to remind ourselves when we are in desperate situations, just like your own lives, some of you, when you are journeying through the valley of the shadow of death, God might say, remember when I was with you on the top of Mount Zion and you were celebrating this thing you might know again. Yeah, we are a remembering people at the Southeast Raleigh table because our remembrance keeps us from collapsing into despair. When I come on to worship, I'm getting off script. When I come to worship, and I think about my mother, who some of you know my mother's been going through some health issues. I remember how I sat with some of you and what your stories look like now. I remember what God can do. Remembering is not some musing. It helps me attach to the power of God that I also might hope in God. In a few weeks, well, actually not in a few weeks, but for a few weeks, I'm going to be um, in Ghana. Uh, and Ghana is the, is the homeland of my, my parents, both my mother and my father. So it is my ancestral, it is my ancestral home. If you ask me where I'm from, I'll tell you, I grew up in South Carolina. Oh, but my homeland is Ghana. And in um, Ghanaian tradition, there is this word called Sankofa which means go back and fetch it, is like the best way to put it. And um, Sankofa is represented by this like mythical bird, by this image of a bird that has its feet firmly planted and yet its neck is craning backwards. And in the Akan tradition in Ghana, there is this belief that in order for us to move forward to our future, we have to look back to our past. Now, when we look back to our past, we don't look back to our past to get stuck in our past, but instead to recognize that our past somehow builds us to a place that we move forward. So this month, during the offering moment, when I'm holding up a commitment card, we're going to Sankofa. We're going to go back and fetch all the things that God has done. And we're going to celebrate with one another for the next four weeks, all that God has done. And we are going to be reminded that as we celebrate over the next four weeks, that even in our own personal lives, even as we watch the news, even as we hold on to a world that feels like it is being broken apart and it sighs with labor pains. We are going to rehearse God's goodness. We are going to remember God's power. We're going to recall. Because at the Southeast Raleigh table, we are a remembering people. We are a people who will not for. We will not forget. Will you pray with me?
oh God, who remembers us, who knows us, who loves us. Might you touch us, our minds, and the imagination of our hearts. That our clinging to hope might be yoked to us clinging to you. That what you have done for us in the past, oh God, because your power is not limited, but oh God, your power is limitless, it is a power that is available, a mending that is available, a healing that is available, a making whole that is available, a redeeming that is available for us in the here and now. I ask a special blessing over our remembering for the next four weeks. That God, something would happen in the midst of the natural and supernatural that we could not have imagined with our human minds, even if we tried. But that God, co-laboring with you and bringing things back together and saying kofa-ing as a community, we might fetch a thing that might bring peace now. We might fetch a thing that might bring joy now, that we might fetch a thing that might bring peace now. Touch us, O oh God, that we would be those who do not forget. Help us, Lord, to remember you. Because, God, we trust that you remember us. All this we pray in your strong name. And all God's people said, amen.